0: Hey guys, I'm Pete Mundo. We are HeartlandCollegeSports.com, your Big 12 independent digital media outlet. Thank you for listening. Before we get to Barton Simmons, I just want to remind you, if you could, please leave us a rating and review and subscribe. It helps us out a lot. And in return, I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. All you have to do is email me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. Now enjoy the show. We roll right along on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Let's say hello to Barton Simmons. You all know him, a CBS Sports College Football national writer, co-host of the Cover 3 College Football Podcast, a must for any college football fan. Barton, great to have you on the show. Really appreciate your time. And I want to start off with the Big 12 as a whole top-to-bottom uh, what do you look at this conference as being in 2019?
1: Well, I, I look at it being really competitive um, to the point where, I mean, we're just two years removed from Big 12 being sort of this, I don't know, it some grief from, from like the national uh, perspective. And I think that was always unfair, uh, but I think in part it's it's been a little bit of a victim of its own Parity um of just the fact that you know pretty much any team in the conference could beat any other team but also i think it was a, a victim of texas being down um and now the texas is up and oklahoma's up and i feel like a lot of other teams are, are cycling up to a degree as well i mean uh you know oklahoma state has sort of been one of the the premier teams in the conference and um now we got to sort of check in and see if they can keep pace with the rise of Iowa State with the uh with with TCU playing with the quarterback with um you know these new new coaches all of which I think were good hires um i just think it's a really interesting conference and and i think it's interesting also in the sense that uh i mean it had it had become this basketball and grass conference where it's like everyone else is um, you know, playing a different game than the Big 12. And the Big 12 is playing this, um, you know, all spread, all the time stuff. And now all of a sudden you got some coaches in the conference that are – you really can coach some good defensive football. And and you got a few coaches in the conference that really want to play a, a physical, hard-nosed style. Uh, and so I'm just – man, I'm fascinated. I'm excited to just sort of dig in. And, uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of good games in the Big 12 this fall.
0: Absolutely. Barton Simmons is joining us here on the show. Barton, let me ask you about the top of the uh, conference then. I mean, you mentioned OU, you mentioned Texas being back. Uh, is Texas back in your eyes or are we are we getting there a little too soon?
1: Well, I, I mean, at this point, it's all about how you define back. I think yeah. they are back in the sense that,
0: uh, I mean, that they
1: they whooped up on Georgia last, you know, bowl season. They, uh, you know, they're, they're in the conversation uh as Big Twelve title contender, college ball playoff contender, uh and I don't think any of us feel like that's look, I mean if they they could have a eight and four year, a nine and three year and uh and I don't think anybody would be maybe shocked by that. But I also think that everybody expects them to be a really good football team and, and it would be shocking if they're not a, a really competent, really good football team. And so that, to me, is back. I mean, if they're contending, to me, that's back. I don't think that would be winning national titles to be back at Texas. And so, yeah, they're, they're, with them playing good football, with them having a quarterback returning, um, you know, I really think that Texas is uh, – I mean, they're, they are once again a team that they're on the schedule – uh, most teams in college football look at that and say, well, we're going to have a hard time winning that one. Um, and, and I don't think that was the case just a couple of years ago with Texas. I think you look at that as a shot to win it. Uh, and so Sam Ellinger is, to me, one of the best players in college football, period. Um, they're, they're, they're so fast and athletic on defense. I know they're not super experienced, but, man, they're, they're going to have a lot of speed on that side of the ball. Uh, and then, man, a few of these young guys that uh, on the offense side of the ball are making a, a big splash early on as well. So I think Texas is a scary team. And, you know, the history shows with Tom Herman, they're going to win some big games, and they may slip up and lose one they're not supposed to as well. I think when they're sort of all the way back is when, uh, is when they win them all. And uh, we'll, we'll, I don't think that's this year, but it, it's, it may not be far off.
0: Barton Simmons joining us as CBS Sports, college football writer, also the cover three a podcast they must listen to. So, you know, we always, we're talking now about some of these second tier teams, and everybody has their prediction. If it's not OU, Texas, and the Big 12 championship game, which are the two favorites, is it Iowa State? Is it TCU? Is it Baylor? Somebody else? I mean, who is that dark horse team in your eyes, Barton, in the Big 12 this fall?
1: I think those are the three, I mean, the, so to me, Iowa State and TCU are the most likely candidates. I think TCU, I mean, I've said this before, I'm, I'm just, man, like they're between Darius Anderson, Shea Lua and uh, Jalen Rager. I mean, that's just, yeah. that, to me, I love that group of skilled guys. And I think they're really confident in just sort of having a, a quarterback and Alex Delton who looks like he's going to win that job and, and having a guy there that at least isn't going to turn the ball over. I mean, that's, that was the problem last year. They had all those quarterback issues, but uh, if they could have just took taken care of the football, the defense would have would have handled the rest. And they they couldn't do that even when Sean Robinson was in. He was he was turnover prone. And so if Alex Delton can just be consistent and and um, and kind of build some trust offensively, that's that could really open the door for TCU to have a real breakout year. So I, I think they're um, kind of my my, my one B in terms of the the teams that could cycle up, but I I don't know, call it a hunch. I I don't know what it is, but I I, I really do think Iowa state's going to be really good this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, they, they've, you know, I was just reading this week. I mean, their offensive line is, is apparently, I mean, kind of meeting all the expectations with all those guys returning, playing really well the preseason. Brees Hall, who's their, uh, true freshman four-star running back is apparently, you know, really making some plays defensively. They've got guys on on every level of the defense, and I just think when you're when you're looking for those teams to cycle up, it's to me it's really about sort of betting um, when there's value on really good coaching. And I think this might be the last year you get really good value on Matt Campbell uh, in terms of an opportunity to kind of bet on him, mm-hmm. uh, because I think the Vegas win total is somewhere around eight. And and I, I just I think that this is a team that is from a from a style of play standpoint. I think they have the contrast of the league that, that, that can can be successful from a a coaching developmental standpoint. I think they're on there. They got a quarterback who's who's obviously can really play in Brock Purdy, and then they got playmakers. Um, and and I think with all that, you know, the the equation I get the the answer that that, that my calculator punches out is. That they got a chance to, I think, contend for a Big Ten title. So I'm I got pretty high expectations for, for Iowa State. If they go seven and five or something, um that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big miss by me because I, I think they're gonna be really good.
0: I'm with you 110%. I think they'll be playing for a, a Big Twelve title at the end of the year. Let, let me ask you about um the bottom of the conference has four new coaches at, at tech with Matt Wells. K State, Chris Kleiman, West Virginia, of course, with Neil Brown, and KU with Les Miles. Um, and I've been asking a lot of our, our recent guests this, so I'd like your take on it. Not who you think is going to have the most success, but but which one of these coaches are, are you most intrigued by walking into their new job?
1: Uh, I'm in. I would say, the way you phrase that question, I think I'm most intrigued by Chris Kleiman because he, you know, his his resume. In terms of what he what he accomplished in North Dakota State speaks for itself um, and he c- comes into this situation with I think the way I phrase it is like I expect this to be a team that's not not hard to get some buy-in from because as good of a coach as Bill Snyder was I wouldn't call him a player's coach I don't know that they he had a close personal relationship with many of those guys and so I think that contrast of, of, of the new coach coming in with sort of a new demeanor is going to be welcome, but all the same old school principles of toughness and physicality and uh, discipline and 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 sort of the, the the program building stuff that Bill Snyder was you know found a lot of success with, I think is kind of in place. I would expect under Chris Klein, and so um, I think you know for a program that sort of is an overachiever from a talent standpoint year in, year out. I, I you know I'm just kind of interested, and in Chris, Chris Kleinman can keep things rolling, if not elevate him a little bit. Um, so he's the one I'm really interested in. I think I think Neil Brown's going to be um, successful, just not this year. I don't, it's, it's hard hard for me to envision what success looks like for West Virginia year one, but I think Neil Brown's a really good coach. Um, and then Matt Wells inherits a low key, like quietly a really quality roster. Um, and and I think he's got really good coordinators and and so I think he's gonna have a chance to maybe surprise some people. Like of those of the four teams with new coaches, I think Texas Tech's got a chance to be the best of the of the four. Uh and then Les Miles to me, uh, ironically, considering he is the you know, the one with the national title in his belt, but uh I mean to me I don't have a lot of confidence that he can turn it around on the field. I do think they can, will and are already recruiting at a really high level relative to Kansas. I just, I'm not a believer in the coaching chops there for less miles. I think the game is, uh, I think he's kind of a little, a little, stuck in the mud uh, in terms of the evolution of the game, and we'll, we'll see if he can prove me wrong in that regard.
0: And, Barton, how hard does does um, that job – I mean, that's going to be the toughest job in America right now, not just because of how bad KU has been, but when you are playing a round-robin every year, the schedule never lets up, right? So you mentioned all these Big 12 teams on the rise, from the Blue Bloods down to you know TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. It's just hard to find any wins on the schedule for KU.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a little bit like, um, you know, the Big Ten West right now. That used to be a conference where, you know, you got a bunch of sort of, you got Wisconsin and everybody else. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, you may you may not have a good team, but you got a chance to win a couple games just because you're going to catch somebody on the right day. And it's getting increasingly more difficult in the Big Twelve if you're Kansas to to catch somebody on the right day because I think everyone is hired really well i think the you know credit to the ad's in that conference for for finding the right guys um and again i think one of the things that it used to be where you could just sort of hey at least you knew what you're building for uh at least you could build a roster to stop uh all these basketball teams you had to go play but now you got to build a roster to stop you know what matt campbell's doing offensively and defensively you got to stop what oklahoma's doing tom herman is sort of a different version of the spread um matt rule brings uh, uh kind of a, a his own wrinkle to it as well and then you got kansas state and chris Kleiman and um you know the the kind of power option football that they've run at at, at north dakota state so i just It's just a, it's a tough, that's a tough conference. It just really is. And uh, to be the bottom of that list where you got to play everybody else is uh, not an easy task. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not overly optimistic that that they'll be able to get that done at least in year one.
0: Barton Simmons joining us, CBS Sports, uh, college football national writer, also co-host of the Cover 3 college football podcast. And I want to take this in the direction of OU at the top. Jalen Hurts obviously has massive shoes to fill with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. Um, what do you think are realistic expectations for Hertz coming from Alabama and now playing under Lincoln Riley?
1: Um, realistic expectations. As, man, that's really hard to say because of where the bar has been set. And where, so I guess what I would say is, um, I mean, people want to sort of, I've heard a lot of people wanting to tone down the, the expectations and what Jalen Hurts can do. And they look at what, you know, his limitations as a passer is during his time at Alabama. And, um, you know, the, the idea that he's going to come in and let's not expect another, you know, Heisman trophy candidate, you know, let's just, you know, it, it, it's, and so I think that's, I get that. I get where that's coming from, but for whatever reason I have, I'm, I am on the other side of it. I, I have high expectations. I think he can be a Heisman Trophy contender. I think uh I mean offensive line if 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 that's if they backfill that um then all of a sudden I think Oklahoma can be a call another college football playoff contender. I, I think I mean just remember, I mean, last year people around the program we got all these sort of faux quarterback battles going on right now. Justin Fields like he's going to lose to Gunnar Hoke at Ohio State or, um, you know, and, and Jalen Hurts I think is one of them. I mean, no one expects him to lose to Tanner Mordecai. But last year I think that there is I mean, everyone expected Kyler Murray to win the job, but there was real sort of questions like, is this guy really going to be able to operate the offense as well as Austin Kendall? And to think about that is is so ridiculous now in retrospect that we had these doubts about, just, about uh, Kyler Murray and about – His ability to operate within the the structure of the offense, and um, I mean, he was a very flawed guy from everything we saw of him in terms of spring games and Texas A&M, and his you know very limited flashes at Oklahoma, and then he goes out and just sets the world on fire. And you got Jalen Hurts, who has never had a quarterback coach in college until last year with Dan Enos, and with Dan Enos really, truly, sort of developing at the quarterback position, he took big strides. And so to think that now he can step in at Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley, the best in the business, isn't going to take him to another level or or can't. To me, I I got no problem believing he can take him to another level. And I have no problem believing that Oklahoma can be some version of the same offense they've had the last two years. So is he the number one pick in the NFL draft? I'd be surprised by that. Uh, But is he a Heisman candidate? I, I I would venture to guess that he's right there in the thick of it late in the season
0: interesting very interesting barton so so are you are you going chalk with ou texas then come the uh saturday in december or do you think we're in for a bit of a surprise here with one of the teams that you had mentioned earlier
1: no yeah i i, I, I i'm as the, as the season approaches I, I really am starting to warm up to the idea of iowa state and one of those other two um I suspect probably Oklahoma, but I just think it's a weird conference in the sense that I I think Texas could go like nine and three, but one of the nine wins be against Oklahoma. And so, you know, I could see Oklahoma maybe getting in Iowa state surviving the rest. And then maybe those two meeting in the big, uh, big 12 championship game. Um, but those are the three and I throw TCU in there as the four true contenders to me. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, uh, and I'd say right now, if you had to sort of pin me to it, uh, I would lean Iowa State, Oklahoma for that Big 12 title game.
0: Well, it's going to be a fun season. You mentioned it. I think uh, every Big 12 fan or any college football fan should be looking forward to what the Big 12 has to offer this uh, this fall. It's going to be really interesting. Barton Simmons, CBS Sports, Cover 3 podcast. Barton, great to have you on. Really appreciate the time.
1: Hey, You bet. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks again to Barton Simmons for hopping on the show. Can't thank him enough for his time. Please do us a favor. Leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. However you get your podcasts, we are there. And if you leave us that rating and review, we will send you a Heartland College Sports koozie. We will do that. We've been doing it for a long time now. All you have to do is leave that rating and review, and then email me a screenshot of the rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon.